Welcome to the Edge Podcast by MGR with your host, David Gill. Hey guys, David Gill here and welcome to the Edge Daily Podcast. We upload every day, Monday through Friday, available on every major podcast platform. Today's episode is going to be about how the mainstream media covers cryptocurrencies. Today's show was not going to be about this. I had planned to take a step back and explain crypto to a lot of listeners who are new to the space, and it was going to be somewhat of a back-to-the-basics back to episode that would help people who are new and, pe- and people with experience too. But you know what? Unfortunately, I had to push it back. Because of what's been happening lately with the sensationalist and completely biased news coverage of the mainstream media or or by the mainstream media of cryptocurrencies. And I'm going to go on a bit of a rant. So let's just go ahead and roll the intro right now. You ain't got no money. I ain't got no time. All these faces looking funny when I'm driving by. So today news came out that the cryptocurrency Tether has been subpoenaed by the U.S. government. And in response, the entire crypto market proceeded to drop about 7%. And this just shows the complete lack of knowledge that many investors have. I mean, first of all, first of all, if Tether were to go completely to zero, like worth nothing, it would be less than a 0.5% loss, less than half a percent loss of all the money in the crypto space. It's worth less than half a percent. That's nothing. Yet the entire market drops 7% because of it. That's just foolish. And let me give you a quick backstory on Tether because anyone who follows crypto closely like myself New Tether was a scam months ago. This is not anything new. A lot of people knew or had very strong presumptions that this was a scam. Tether is a startup based in Santa Monica, California. And uh, they created a currency that's called Tether that would match the U.S. dollar. They were trying to create what's called a stablecoin that was totally free of volatility for people to use when they're exchanging different currencies. Now, the idea of a stablecoin is great because that's one of the drawbacks of cryptos at the moment. Cryptos tend to be very volatile, so people don't want to use it as a store of wealth. People feel nervous, and I totally understand that. I don't use, I don't have all my money in crypto, at least not yet, right? And I'm a strong supporter of another company called Maker that has created their own decentralized stablecoin named DAI, spelled D-A-I. I don't know why they chose to call it that either. Uh, you know, I don't think DAI is the best name for it. But nonetheless, it is a fantastic innovation. And the key point of DAI is that it is decentralized. Tether is not. How Tether works is that for each Tether, there is a U.S. dollar that has been invested into it. And in that basically there is a U.S. dollar in some bank account for each Tether. But for months now, Tether has been metaphorically printing hundreds of millions of dollars worth of Tethers without proof that they actually have that money in USD in some type of holdings somewhere. And there have also been rumors that the founders were taking money that was invested and instead of holding it in an account like they said, using it to buy Bitcoin and trying to get a return to pump the currency. And with recent losses, 
in Bitcoin, Tether has claimed to have received hundreds of millions more in investment when the rest of the crypto world has been down. It is a scam, but it's a well-known scam, and it has nothing to do with the validity of other real decentralized currencies and protocols like Bitcoin or Ethereum, like all the others that have very hard-working, very smart people working on this world-changing technology, and most of them, the far majority of them, are not scams, especially the big legitimate ones. You know, just because Bernie Madoff created a Ponzi scheme doesn't mean that every, you know, uh, hedge fund out there is a scam. No, most of them are actually, obviously they want to make money for themselves, but most of them are trying to make money for their investors. So one bad apple does not mean that the rest of the cryptos are all bad. And so this is where we get back to the mainstream media being completely biased and completely exaggerating anything slightly negative in crypto, while at the same time not promoting or promoting very, very little to any of the constant positive news and of, you know, this positive news of new partnerships with multi-billion dollar companies that are adopting different currencies, uh, governments that adopt cryptos to improve the efficiency of famously slow government processes like acquiring permits or, or like authorization, uh, to do things or lending in mortgage companies using blockchain technology to verify people's assets and their credit. No, 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 no. The mainstream media only talks about the negatives. And I actually went, okay, so I wanted to see, because I, I have, ve I, you know, I read CNBC and Bloomberg and Wall Street Journal. A lot of these guys, I read them pretty often because I, I invest in, you know, stocks as well as cryptos. But every time I'm on there, I only see negative news. Whenever I go to any crypto site, you know, they have some bad news. Obviously, there's, it's not every all sunshine and rainbows, but they have a lot of the good stuff that's going on. But whenever I'm on Bloomberg or CNBC or one of these or Reuters, I don't see any, any positive news about cryptos. It's almost always negative. So I did a little test and I went back. I found the latest, uh, I just kind of went randomly to the tech section of CNBC and Bloomberg Business and Reuters, these three that are very commonly used by investors for business news. And so I went back for the last three days and found the last 21 articles. Of these 21 articles, and listen, I've got to 21 and I stopped. I'm sure there's more. Uh, out of these 21 articles, only two were not negative. And one was completely neutral, just giving some data about uh, cryptos, but they weren't inserting any opinions. And then one, the only one positive, one out of 21 articles that was positive, was from Bloomberg that said, despite regulators trying to crack down on crypto in certain cases, overall, the market has remained strong. That was the article. It was the only one that was not bashing crypto. And so when I did that test, and I invite you to do the test too, right? go to these mainstream media outlets and find articles about cryptocurrency and see how many are negative versus positive. And it's just clear as day that there's bias against it. I mean, okay, I'm going to read you the this article, the title of this article that was posted by Bloomberg. This was about the Robinhood announcing that it's opening an exchange. If you didn't know about that or don't know what Robinhood is, it's a um, stock trading platform that uh, doesn't take fees. So it's kind of like an alternative to TD Ameritrade or Charles Schwab or the other ones. They don't take fees. They announced that they're going to create their own stock trading platform, or I'm sorry, crypto trading platform. And this is the actual title of a real Bloomberg News article. The title is, Robin Hood's Fine Print is a Buzzkill. And if you read, okay, th there, this article is about the fine print 
on Robin Hood's sign-up page. And if you read the fine print on the sign-up page for Robin Hood, right, which has over a million sign-ups, by the way, a million people have signed up for this, it says cryptocurrencies can be risky and to invest at your own risk. It's called a legal disclaimer. Literally every single investment site has one, whether it's a stock market site, municipal bonds, buying gold, or wait, wait, even Bloomberg themselves have a legal disclaimer on their site. This is ridiculous. This is not a story. If you made the title of the article, Robin Hood has a legal disclaimer on its website, then this article would get exactly zero views. Or maybe it would get a couple because this brilliant journalist, let's see who his name is. Let's see. It's uh, Nick Baker. Nick Baker, who gives you these, these hard-hitting stories uh, like this. You know, he would log into three different accounts and beg his mom to share it on Facebook. But those are the only people who would actually read this if he titled it, Robin Hood has a legal disclaimer. That's not a story. But the way he phrases it, oh man, Robin Hood, what a buzzkill. How is this a story? And you know what? I don't even blame Nick Baker himself because you know what? These these journalists, they are pressured into coming out with at least one, if not multiple articles a day. So maybe he's getting pressured. But whoever's the editor for Bloomberg, I mean, this is ridiculous. You should never have let this go out into the public. This is an embarrassment. If I were a news organization, if I'm, you know, I don't know how much Michael Bloomberg himself is involved, but if I'm the editor and I realize that I let this story slip through and go to the public, a story Story about a legal disclaimer I'd be embarrassed I mean that's like having a headline that says oh my gosh Google makes you click the I accept the terms and conditions button when I sign up this is not news and this is what I mean when they're sensationalist and over exaggerating I mean that's just absolutely ridiculous so I think you get my point the mainstream media thrives on negative news and takes any chance it gets to slander crypto and I'm not saying that everything is 100% great in this space but it would not be where it is today if only one positive thing for every uh, 21 things happen like the media is portraying it okay like I said one just one out of 21 articles were positive and a lot of those negative articles were just ridiculous so there's really only two actionable items here and because I don't want to go off on a rant without coming with some sort of a solution I'm gonna give you a couple number one is very simply don't pay too much attention to the news it's okay to know what's going on but don't sell your coins your cryptos because of some random news article you see you've got to really first of all see who's talking about it because a lot of these pundits and I'm sure many of you have seen clips on CNBC of people right there was another actually Bloomberg you know I'm just slandering Bloomberg today uh, if, if anyone knows if anyone from Bloomberg is listening to this or knows how to get in contact with someone from Bloomberg News please let them listen to this because I would love to hear a response because this was another thing uh, they had a pundit a so-called uh, finance expert saying what's the difference between Bitcoin and PayPal this was on their Bloomberg television show that is ridiculous for anyone who knows about crypto that's not even a question paypal's completely centralized it's run by a single company and bitcoin's a protocol that doesn't look for a profit and is decentralized and not controlled by anyone that's not even a a clear comparison whatsoever yes the only thing they have in common is that you can transfer money with them but to say that on national tv and to say or international tv because bloomberg's an international news organization and to say that you were an expert on crypto, I mean, that's that's just absolutely ridiculous. 
So definitely question every article you see and really look for sources on them and see who's writing them and see are they, are they actual credible experts or are they just beat writers trying to get a story out. And then second, if you do see a ridiculous article like this, you know, if it is way or uh, over exaggerated or just meaningless like the Robin Hood one, then call them out on it, comment on it, put it on Reddit and tell people and show the ridiculousness of it. Or straight up just ignore them and ignore the outlet that published it because nothing will get a media company to change its ways faster than a drop in viewers and readers. That's the ultimate truth. Anyways, that's it for this little mini rant. It's time for the news. Alright, now it is time for unfiltered, unbiased real news this is my news segment okay i better do a good job after uh, you know just slamming all these guys okay so number one starbucks is looking into how they can accept cryptocurrencies as a payment they said they won't be taking bitcoin though uh, this is because of the high fees, which I totally understand. And it's funny because uh, if you listen to, you know, if you're a subscriber and you listen to other podcasts, you know that I always use buying coffee as, as an analogy for Bitcoin's drawbacks because, you know, if you buy a $5 coffee and there's a $30 fee, well, that just doesn't make sense. So it's a little ironic for Starbucks to say that, you know, they're not going to accept Bitcoins for coffee. But this is good news for crypto overall because they said they are looking into ways of how they can accept crypto and make it a, a seamless kind of auto automated process and they also need to figure out which cryptocurrencies they do want to use which makes sense as far as fees go but this is a big deal i mean starbucks is a multi-billion dollar international company and a fortune 500 company i mean this is just the first of many dominoes that will fall in this way and another company that's not just looking into crypto, but will actually be taking cryptos as payment is, and I'm going to see if I can pronounce this correctly, Wemepu. Now, if you don't live in South Korea, you have probably never heard of them, but they are one of the largest e-commerce companies in South Korea. They're the equivalent of like an Amazon in South Korea. Again, I hope I pronounced that right, but they will be accepting uh, a few different cryptocurrencies on their site now. I believe one of them was Litecoin. I'm not sure if they are accepting Bitcoin, but I'll leave links in the show notes for a lot of the things I talked about today. But anyways, guys, thank you for listening, and I will see you tomorrow. Hey guys, David here. I just wanted to personally thank you for listening to this podcast today. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, it would mean the world to me. It would mean the world to us if you could leave us a positive review on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. It just means a lot to us. We're new. We're just getting started. So if you could help us out, that would be great. And also, we have been putting up some fire content on Instagram and on YouTube. So if you are not already following us or subscribe on Instagram and YouTube, then go to the show notes, click those links and follow us there. We are posting content daily, so be sure to check it out. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening and I will see you next time. <laughs>